I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When I was growing up, multi-level marketing was called a pyramid scheme. Welcome to episode 54 of The Great Fail, a podcast that examines the greatest success stories and their spectacular fails. What led to the demise of the most prolific people, brands, and companies. I am your host, Deborah Chen, and this week we'll be looking at Lula Rowe. There had been several legal cases pending, but the culmination was in January of 2019, when a class action lawsuit led by the Washington Attorney General, Bob Ferguson, was filed against the multi-level marketing company, Lula Rowe. This one alleged that the founders of Lula Rowe made false and deceptive representations regarding their business, claiming that many of their contractors were getting rich, cashing in at $15,000 to $20,000 each month while only working part-time. These claims inspired thousands of optimistic entrepreneurs to invest their money into the lucrative venture, sinking their own money on inventory that was promised to sell quickly, only to find themselves drowning in debt mortgaging their homes and depleting their life savings. The lawsuit also argued that LuLaRoe's executives had tricked its reps into an illegal pyramid scheme, promising them dreams of financial freedom. Instead, they were now facing a nightmare of rotten merchandise and unanswered calls. Though many have not yet heard of LuLaRoe, this lawsuit would topple the billion-dollar pyramid and turn the scheme into one of the most well-known scandals in America. Welcome to the story of LuLaRoe. From stretchy leggings in 2012 to stretching the law in 2019. I was only five when we immigrated to the United States. And even back then, I remember the type of hustle my parents had. 
Coming from island weather of Taiwan into the brutal winter of New York City was a shock to even my little body. And if that wasn't bad enough, my parents took on the long, arduous commute, riding the bus to riding the train and then to another bus before finally arriving at work. Now that was real hardship. I know because I've gone on some of these rides with them. My dad settled into the dental studio where he would eventually spend a few decades of his career. My mom, on the other hand, took some time meandering through a very unusual and colorful business path. She worked at a jewelry shop and then wrote for a local newspaper and then tried her hand at a slew of multi-level marketing endeavors before eventually finding success in real estate. Because my parents didn't have money for childcare then, I would often be her plus one at many of these meetings that she would attend in the evenings, generally because they were held in the evenings. And I got to know Herbalife's nutritional supplements and years later, learned different types of life insurance policies and tactics for helping to push family and friends to roll over their plans to the one that my mom was selling. By the way, if I ever helped convince you to buy my mom's life insurance, I apologize. Anyway, the bedrock of these meetings was this big triangle on the whiteboard, like a scoreboard updated each time that they would come together, celebrating the names of new recruits, tracking sales numbers and marked increased percentages of inventory sold and promised profits of the top sellers. That whiteboard drew lots of clapping and motivational speaking. Looking back now, I can see why my mom was hooked. It wasn't just the adrenaline of seeing their wolf pack grow with every meeting, which meant sales were growing, but it was the community that she bought into, an automatic place where she belonged, full of people who celebrated success in unity as a team. And so when I heard about LulaRoe and their business model, I instantly understood their reps, a full fleet of suburban moms who loved fashion and aspired to financial freedom. They were the ones who powered the company's sharp, meteoric rise. Upon doing research for this episode, I had read a headline in Esquire magazine. It was, quote, LuLaRoe was a billion-dollar leggings empire until the lawsuits. And I couldn't think of a better prelude to the story than the simple, perfect summary. It had been a wildly successful company until the tug of a single thread pulled everything apart at the seams. What had unraveled included fascinating discussions about what exactly multi-level companies are, what their responsibilities are towards independent contractors and reps, and what to look out for if you're considering buying into something like a multi-level marketing company. In this episode, we welcome back Professor Kelly Richmond Pope, who you may have remembered from our episode on the retail pharma company, Farmore. In this episode, she breaks down how multi-level marketing companies are structured, what precautionary measures we can take and lessons that we can take from this case study. I think what captivated me was the multi-level marketing aspect of the company. That was the first thing. And the second thing was their rise. They generated around $2.3 billion in retail sales. And so I was really blown away by those numbers. But I think that there's a fascination 
around multi-level marketing because on the outside, it looks as though it's easy. You know, it's fast money. And one of the things that I like to talk about in my class is there's no such thing as fast money. So I think that that was first very interesting to me. Though some regarded LuLaRoe as fast money, its founders, husband and wife duo Mark Stidham and Deanne startup Brady Stidham, came from humble beginnings. Deanne, a mother of 14, struggled financially before founding Lula Row. She started out by selling wholesale dresses and homemade maxi skirts at private home parties. It wasn't long before she realized that the family could take that business model and recruit other people to help them sell their products. And eventually they struck gold in the shape of their highly praised leggings. Now these leggings become a bigger part of the story. And if you're not familiar with them, they're touted as soft, buttery, footless tights that are super comfortable. And while most commercial leggings come in solid, often subtle colors like black and gray, Lula Rose colors came in wild prints, some super bright, let's just say the opposite of subtle and low key. Women from all over the nation love their comfort, their fit and fun colors. LuLaRoe was marketing towards millennial stay-at-home moms who were seduced by the idea that through clothes, they would bring in extra money for their families and become an entrepreneur running a business on their own watch. What I think that appealed to the reps and the agents and the consultants was the fact that this allowed you to get a foot in the door of the retail industry. So just think, I mean, we all like fashion. You know, we, we all like a good deal. And so here's your way to open like your own little boutique on your time. You set the hours, you invite people and, and you are you're shipping and you're making women happy, making people happy. So it was on the surface, it felt like, I'm sure, a low cost way to have a retail location. And so you see a lot of stay-at-home moms or people that might have felt a little underemployed and thought that this could be a nice little side hustle to generate some passive income. So it spoke to those people. And I think that multi-level marketing tends to speak to those types of people. Okay, so what exactly is a multi-level marketing company and how does it operate? When I was growing up, multi-level marketing was called a pyramid scheme. And so as I've gotten older, it's, it's gotten a fancier term, which is now MLM, a multi-level marketing. And, it, and I like the pyramid word because it really shows you what happens when you think of just the, the graphic idea of what a pyramid is. So you have a lot of people on the bottom, but just a few people on the top. So as you recruit more people under you, you get a percentage of their sales. And so just think about that pyramid just pushing up to the top of the ceiling. So the person at the very top generates profits from all of the people that are beneath them. So you think about the height and the depth of that pyramid also gives you this idea that there's not a lot of winners, but there are a lot of people involved. So if you were lucky enough to be at the tip top, be in early, and you reap the rewards of all those people under you. So multi-level marketing is really a numbers game. The more people you have, the more people that are under you, the more profits you'll make. Lula Rowe operated as a wholesaler, selling inventory to individual contractors or reps who would be essentially buying into the business with the startup costs. 
Think of it like a franchise where reps pay to get the inventory. And in this case, the soft leggings with fun, wild designs. This gives them the metaphorical key to their boutique, enabling them to sell the products while they recruit others onto their team. This essentially builds an infrastructure of sellers beneath the entrepreneurs from whom they would take a percentage of sales. And then those reps begin to recruit and so on and so on. There's something important to be noted here. Not all multi-level marketing companies are bad. And here is the difference. What makes multi-level marketing not a scheme or pyramids not a scheme is the introduction of a product. So if you're selling a product, it can be any kind of product, but the introduction of that product allows you to say, oh no, we're not just profiting off of people underneath us and taking a little bit of their investment, sort of like what a Ponzi scheme is like. We're not doing that because we're actually selling a product. So you really have to have that product in the cycle of what you're doing. If you don't have that product, then you really have a Ponzi scheme where, you know, Ponzi in the fact that you're paying people from other people's profits. So in a pyramid scheme or a multi-level market, you're able to make a little bit of money under the people beneath you. Ponzi schemes work sort of similar, except that you're paying people from other people's investments. So it's really the flow of the money that we're talking about, but the structure of the organization is still very similar. So you have to have a product. You have to have something that you're selling. And in the case of Lulu Rowe, they had their buttery soft leggings. That was their product. Within four years from launch, LulaRoe exceeded $1 billion in sales made by more than 80,000 of its consultant reps. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Though publicly, the pyramid crumbled all at once, cracks have been showing to those intimately involved with LulaRoe. Despite the success the companies and its reps were enjoying, LulaRoe had from the very beginning been operating with many questionable practices. It started with their corporate culture. At the core of its brand was the Stidham's Mormon faith, which was often rolled up in the ethos of the company's brands. It was eventually revealed that the company had a toxic, sexist war culture that was pervasive. They would hold large, over-the-top concerts and conventions, cruise parties with celebrity performances, 
all with religious messages mixed in about how women should act and look. And some of the top-earning LuLaRoe reps reported being pressured to get gastric bypass surgery in Tijuana by practitioners that Deanne herself recommended. It was later disclosed that Deanne spent time preaching about gender roles to her company reps and emphasizing that a woman's main job in life was, quote, to make men feel awesome. Not that making your dude feel awesome was a terrible thing, but seemed irrelevant to running a business. Anyway, she also reportedly encouraged her lead reps to splurge on manicures, blowouts, designer accessories, and expensive vacations, pushing them to post about every positive experience with LulaRoe hashtags, presumably to appeal to new recruits. But each new recruit would join under the heavy burden of startup cost. In order to be part of the LulaRoe club, there was a hefty buy-in cost, typically upwards of 5000 sometimes 10000 or even more. As a result, many people took out loans, maxed out their credit cards, some even reported selling breast milk to get the funds. And if that wasn't outrageous enough, there was a huge wait list with hundreds of names long. Despite these big issues, it would be something else that really started off the company's unraveling. You see, by the summer of 2016, when LuLaRoe was experiencing its peak growth, the company was bringing in so many distributors and consultants that production couldn't actually keep up with that growth. What happened here is the product started being very faulty, and that was a problem. So you started having consultants that were not happy and that were complaining and needing to return their product. That was the first little bit of straw that was trying to break the camel's back. So your product was becoming defective. And probably what they were really trying to do was they were probably using cheaper materials so that they could increase their profit margin. So if the cost of my goods goes down, then I can retain more of that profit. And that's probably what started happening with the consultants receiving a faulty product. The company continued to produce even more inventory to meet the demands of their growing network. This led to a lack of warehouse space where all the new inventory had been improperly stored, leading to moldy and smelly tights. What raised red flags for me were the products. You know, the fact that you are having people take such extreme sacrifice to purchase your product and your product is faulty. Then, when they did make a change that allowed the consultants to send back defective products, but then they changed that and said, you know what, you can't send this back anymore. So that really left consultants in a really bad place. So you think about from a leadership perspective, that's not how you lead people. With defective inventory, the reps began to lose sales. They looked to leadership for advice and many of them were met with empty promises or no responses at all, while they sat upon piles and piles of mounting tights and debt. And that's when the lawsuits began to roll in. Then they started facing lawsuits because one of the things that made Lulu Row iconic is they had these artistic leggings, you know, pretty loud, bold patterns and colors. And so they started to be uh, received lawsuits because of copyright infringement from some of the artists 
where they got those print designs from. So they started to experience those types of problems. By 2019, dozens of former consultants, employees, and suppliers, including the state of Washington, led by Bob Ferguson, filed lawsuits against the company, citing quality control issues, unfair refund policies, and deceptive practices, to name just a few of their complaints. What's interesting about pyramids, multi-level marketing, is the culture is key. Now, we're not surprised by this because the culture is key in any organization. But in in order to get commitment and loyalty from people, you tend to find that these organizations have a cult-like culture among people that are believers of the product. And so you found that here. You found that there were die-hard LuLaRoe consultants that believed and invested so much of their lives and their time into the business. And so once the person decided to leave the community, they were really sort of excommunicated from that community because that's what you need to make these kinds of networks work. You want to be a part of the cool kids. You want to be in the mix. And so once you are accepted in the mix, once you pay your money and you're indoctrinated into what this culture is, then you become one. And so I think that that was part of the mind control and brainwashing that made this so effective. It made people want to invest their life savings. It made people want to mortgage their house. It made people want to get a high interest loan because of this idea of what if I'm actually successful. LuLaRoe offered its members a built-in community, a bevy of like-minded women who aspired to carve their own financial path and hustle hard. Except when people left the company, they would end up getting cut off from their peers and the friends that they've made. And that's rooted in what was so profound about the company. The culture and structure promoted unity, but also exclusivity in a way that alienated outsiders. We've explored this before on the podcast in stories like Bikram Yoga. And we've all heard of companies like Peloton and SoulCycle. We really don't know them because we constantly run into them. We know them because of the dedicated followings that they've amassed. It's a devotion that goes beyond culture. And we've come to recognize these powerful corporate influencers and their followers as commercial cults. The company's downfall wasn't necessarily in the semantics of the corporate culture. Even a healthy corporate culture could have masked their toxic operations. But once the manufacturing process and quality issues failed, the rest toppled soon after. They abandoned their reps, refusing to issue returns on faulty, often disgusting inventory. The pyramid collapsed because LuLaRoe failed people who made up the base of the pyramid, its foundation, the ones who stretched their wallets to buy into a brand and community they wanted so badly to be a part of. And the product failure stressed every crack that was already in the foundation and forced everyone to take a closer look at the organization and its operations. I don't think that all multi-level marketing organizations are bad. That's the first thing. I do think that you need to really pay attention to the quality of your product. I think you have to pay attention to the recruiting process and you know, the ability to return defective merchandise. I think um, the lesson also is paying attention to the upfront startup costs because nine to $15,000 or, or ten to $12,000, that's a lot of money to invest 
in a uh, multi-level marketing company. So I think the lesson here is just pay attention. It's hard to make easy money and always figure out who is the money actually benefiting? Where is it going? Who is it helping the most? Because that upfront cost is a lot, in my opinion. I asked Professor Pope, what is it that we should be looking at when analyzing the downfall of LuLaRoe? What's interesting about this case is you have two sides of the story. You have the, the consultant story, and then you have the management leadership story. And so when you think about the management leadership side, you really have to be careful with how fast you grow. You want to make sure that you have the proper controls, policies, and procedures in place to allow for that type of growth. And I read a really interesting article that said, you know, it felt like LuluRoe was building the company just like you are building the airplane while it's in the air. It sort of felt like LuluRoe was we're building this massive company as we're going along. And you can't do that. So you want to make sure that you can control and manage your growth and um, care about your employees. But, I mean, and I know with multi-level marketing, you don't have employees, you have consultants because they're 1099-type employees, but you still have to care about what their experience is and what their success is. The tough part about this company is it felt like once they took your money and you got your inventory, they didn't care. You know, because that was the money, that was their seed capital that they got from you that they're going to now invest and earn other money off of. And it just sort of felt like the experience of the consultant got forgotten about. And that's not good. LuLaRoe's mission spoke to millions of women who aspired to find their place in the hustle culture. Where over the last two decades, more than ever, we're seeing coined terms like hashtag girlboss, CEO, boss babe, mompreneur, that have dominated the social media space to remind us that the dream is not reserved for only one gender, that the once impossible can now be possible. It's glamorous to think that taking a tremendous risk like mortgaging your house to start a venture will eventually pay off. But the reality is, if you're going to take a risk, it has to be a calculated one. You need to do your research and understand the business that you're getting into. I think what the overall lesson is, entrepreneurship is hard. And it's really hard for us, just the the average person walking down the street to start a business with $10,000. But we hear stories, we hear these success stories of like someone like a Sarah Blakely, who she's our, the founder and once CEO, I don't know if she's still the CEO of Spanx, but she tells the story that she started Spanx with $5,000 in her savings account and that's all she had. So we hear these stories of inspiration and we think that that could be us. We could be the outlier that we could strike it rich. But the reality is most businesses fail and it's really, really hard. Special thanks to Professor Kelly Richmond Pope for her contributions to this episode and sharing her commentary on what led to the downfall of Lula Rowe. 
and thank you for tuning in this week to The Great Fail, a program that spotlights some of the most infamous case studies of failed businesses, brands, and ideas, and goes beyond that to garner lessons and wisdom so that we all can learn from the greatest mistakes. The Great Fail is part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. The research on each episode is extensive, but none of these episodes would be possible without the tireless efforts of researchers, writers, and reporters. They are all credited on thegreatfail.com under our show notes. Connect with us at The Great Fail on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that we can continue bringing you more episodes. And remember, with great failure comes great liability. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store, Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23.